This is Stacey McKibben with the Master Communicator Podcast, where CEOs, C-suite executives, and senior level executives share their advice. It's six questions in nine minutes because the best leaders know how to share their ideas concisely and quickly. Let's jump right in. Question number one. In a few sentences, tell me who you are and what you do. Sure. Hi, I'm Todd Wilms. I'm an author of a book called Beyond Product. I'm a former marketer, so I've been a reformed marketer, and now I'm a board <laughs> advisor, startup advisor, and I work with entrepreneurs and founders to help them be successful and achieve their dreams. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, well, I can't wait to hear like, you know, um, leadership from your perspective. I'm always very excited to hear it from the different disciplines um, that people come at it with. So um, I'm sure people enjoy kind of the entrepreneurial aspect of, of thinking about it. Yeah, right. sure. So question two, what's the best thing about leading people from your example, from your perspective? Yeah, so the thing that I love is it's the best thing and the worst thing. It's the people, right? So when you have this opportunity to meet all of these great people and personalities and to understand where, why they tick, what they're motivated by, how to get the most out of them, that part's really, really exciting. The challenging ones in retrospect can be exciting as well because you, under, you come across a different type of personality, a different type of ego, a different type of motivation, and you have to figure out how to deal with those people as well. So it's a constant learning process. Don't get me wrong, some days are frustrating as all get out, but there's a lot of joy in that as well. Yeah, that whole idea of who do you get to become as a byproduct of the yeah. you know, hard work sort of idea. <clears throat> I often hear from other leaders that business would be great if it weren't for that pesky people part. Tell me more about that from your perspective. Yeah, and we touched on that a little bit here. I hear that a lot, like, oh, things would be really great if I didn't have these two people, or this person wasn't weighing me down, or this other team is so difficult to work with, or, you know, the, the one we hear a lot from marketing is, oh, the engineers are so challenging. <laughs> and, and what that tells me is that there's some friction there that needs to be resolved, and that friction is on us to figure out how to tap into whatever the motivations are of those other people. So it causes us to sit back and reflect and say, okay, why is, why is Sally being a pain in the ass? What's going on there, right? What's going on that, you know, the engineering team isn't working with us? What's going on with Vice President Bob that he's not actually connecting with us as, as people? And there's always an answer there. And it usually involves some direct communication, sitting down with them and actually asking them questions instead of telling them your point of view. And if you can take that extra moment, you can take that breath, you take that little bit of time, you'll get the results you want. When you don't, you don't get them because you end up going too fast. You're like rushing in and you're like, here's what I want to tell you. And nobody listens to that. Well, it's interesting. I think, you know, the intention is to come in as a problem solver, right? You know, I almost kind of Absolutely. see you in that visual that you just created there with the cape, like coming in to kind of solve <laughs> the problem. Um, and oftentimes we can make it worse, you know, because like you're saying, we need to be, we need to slow down and just listen and, you know, kind of maybe draw more out than to tell, you know, um, sort of idea. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Interesting. Um, question four, what other successful business leaders like yourself should be on the podcast? I'm curious, who else should we be paying attention to? Yeah, so the, the people that I would tap into, I'd start looking at some of the angel investors, some of the like early incubators, um, those groups in particular, they deal with so many different types of people coming in. On one day, you could be working with somebody who's trying to start an events company, another person who's trying to do something around the Me Too movement, another person that's trying to build a communications infrastructure, and some that are just developing hardware or software because they've got a real passion about it. 
And we talked about people. They all have this different thing that's their passion, their motivation. And their skills aren't always aligned. So you have this great opportunity to work with someone who has a lot of passion, a lot of energy. Maybe they're not a good go-to-market person, or maybe they're not a good salesperson, or maybe they just can't communicate their vision to people. And working with those people who have to deal with that cacophony of different personality types, they see it all. They do it all. And I think tapping into some of those would be fantastic to get their rich perspective from all these, you know, young, young buck entrepreneurs. Yeah. And that, you know, that's interesting as you think about that, if you're, you know, listening to you, to you provide that insight right now, you know, you might reflect where would I find investors or, you know, um, that sort of, uh, influence in my community and the interest and the cool part is is what i found is that there's these incubator groups all across the united states and there's you yeah. know all these you know like investor and angel investor tech investor you know sort of groups that are out there that you know really provide opportunities to go and and learn more and understand more from their perspective um, and certainly i'll do my best to get some of them here on the show as well um, but i think you know as you think about how do i average myself up, right? Where the average of the five people we spend the most time with, you know, I think that's an interesting perspective to look at it through is, you know, can you surround yourself by other people who are constantly evaluating and looking at people and businesses through that lens of how will they perform? Yeah. And one of the things I know about these people is they're constantly getting pinged for money. Everyone's asking them for a handout. Everyone's asking them to come in and make their business successful. If you were to go to them and swim in a different direction and say, I'd love to get your perspective. Can I buy you a cup of coffee or spend a half an hour with you? Or can you come talk to our group about what you're seeing out in the marketplace? And you're really just looking to tap into them and not ask them for something. They'll, they'll nine times out of 10 respond to that because they love that opportunity versus, hey, can you give me 10 bucks, right? Yeah. And that's, that, that's, a different, that's a different angle and they'll, they'll love that. That's true. You'll stand out from the nine other people yeah, that just approach them. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's excellent. Thank you for sharing that insight. Um, you know, what piece of advice about communication would you give to other leaders? Yeah, I was I was intentional and quick on some of the other answers because I wanted to spend a little more time on this one in particular. Because I, I really believe that leadership is contextual. Uh, all of us, when we've gone into roles, have been asked that question, what's your leadership style? And, and I think that's a bogus question. I think that's a trap because the way that you would handle a ragtag bunch of people that are being dropped behind enemy lines that only have a small chance to survive and only a few of them will make it out. But if they do, you'll give them new identities and a chance to see their families. How you lead that group is radically different than how you lead a well-oiled machine. It's radically different than how you build a growth community where you're starting with one person and you need to get to 10 by the end of the year and all of them have to be 100% perfect hires. Mm -hmm. And so the way you communicate and the way you talk to them isn't about you, it's about you putting yourself into their shoes. How do I motivate them? What do I do? And it's not about what's worked for me at a prior place. And I see that happen a lot with leaders. They've got a system, a playbook, a plan, and they follow it wherever they go. And I found for me, the way I communicated at SAP was radically different than I communicate with entrepreneurs today, because it's a different style, a different mentality. It's a different DNA of the people that are in it. None are better than the others, but you have to adapt your communication style to them and not just go off of, well, this is comfortable for me. And that uncomfortability is hard for a lot of leaders. You get to a point where you feel like you're good in your career and you know what you're doing. And now you're being put in a very uncomfortable place 
and they really struggle with that. I love all of that again, because when you think about like the continuum of like, you know, um, just the pay scale, right? And you talk about hourly rate and where the CEO sits in, compar in comparison to everybody else. Yeah. And so who's supposed to have the skill, right? And who's supposed to move towards who? Are we really going to expect a $30 an hour employee to come up to the, to, you know, the $500 an hour, right? I mean, like, right realistically, you know, we're not even paying that person to think that way, much less, you know, perform that. So it's interesting. I love the way you say that because again, it puts the responsibility on the leader um, to evolve their behavior um, and to really, to make their point with the yeah. communication. Well, I'll give a quick shout out to one of my former bosses, Jonathan Becker, who's now the president of the San Jose Sharks and NHL team. And his whole philosophy is managed by walking around. He's got a blog about it. He's a phenomenal individual. But his whole approach was don't sit behind a couple of uh, executive assistants in a cordoned off office in the corner, but actually get up and walk around and talk to those $30 an hour people, the people that just came on board, um, anyone that's in your organization and get to know them and understand them. It takes a little more time, but it makes you a much more effective leader and it pays off every single time. That's amazing. Well, was that, so I love that. Was that question six for me, the, the answer to your favorite boss or teacher? Well, he's, he's definitely one of my favorite bosses, but, uh, but I've got a particular favorite teacher that, that I, I want to mention because it had such a great impact on me. So sixth grade, Phil Heinz, he was a student of history and he opened up our imaginations and really connected with us as kids. And we would talk on any given day about the Beatles, the Reformation, Knights Templar, Stonewall, he came in and played guitar. He taught me to play guitar. And he was just this person that had this really interesting, uh, authentic way of connecting with people, even kids, to try and understand what they were thinking about and what was important to them and to put it contextually to them. And I think a lot of what I said about contextual leadership really started back then and how he led people and how he engaged with his kids in the sixth grade. So shout out to Phil. Go Phil. I love that. And, and again, having a son in sixth grade right now, I, I love hearing that because I, I do see him as incredibly impressionable at this point. So. Yeah. so thank you so much for being on, Todd. I mean, I've learned a ton in this in this last 10 minutes with you. And um, I know that anybody who's listening is also grabbing some goodies. Um, how can people find you if they want to learn more or connect further? Sure, sure. So this is the self-serving piece of the interview. <laughs> uh, you can find me on foundersplace.co. That's foundersplace.co. That's where I house all of my podcasts from last year, the book, all my information. And then, of course, just a Todd Wilms on LinkedIn. I think I'm the only one, and you'll easily find me there. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate having you. This is Stacey McKibben with the Master Communicator Podcast. For more insights and ideas, please go to www.conciliateam.com. We'll look forward to seeing you again next time.